Anyone claiming that America's economy is in decline is peddling fiction. I've abandoned free market principles to save the free market system. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Raising the debt ceiling does not increase our debt. It does not somehow promote profligacy. I know words. I have the best words. Nobody knows the system better than me, which is why I alone can fix it. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Peddling Fiction Podcast, State of the Union Edition. <laughs> I, of course, am your host, the voice and soul of so-called fiction, Johnny Profita. And back with me from the hillbilly land of India. Are you in Indiana now still? Yes. Yeah, Indiana. It's Justin Hillbilly Boy Campbell. What's up, man? Oh, nothing much. Just been enjoying this beautiful day of no sun, 40 degrees, and drizzling rain. Okay. Yeah. I got the exact opposite. It's gorgeous here. A little, little chilly sometimes in early in the morning and late at night. It's down but, to like 68 or something. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Once I lose that sun, it's freezing. <laughs> it's whale season, man. The whales have been going crazy over the last few days. Got out on some jet skis on Sunday. Got up to got up real close to a few. Saw some big manta rays too, man. Like massive ones. It's actually kind of scary. <laughs> I say, like, do you have to like worry about those things hitting you and like causing you to flip over? Or I'm not. Like dude, that? They, like... they these two. I mean, they were like ten feet across, and they were right at the surface. And like one one time, I, I went right over it without even uh, seeing it at first. It just looked like a dark spot in the water, and I was like, oh shit, I'm underneath like a a twelve foot. <laughs> Um, yeah good times i um as we were saying before i think we started recording finally got an offer on the condo in chicago and we have signed a contract inspection just wrapped i think that went okay so as of march 20th of this year i will no longer be a homeowner and I will not have any ties to Chicago. It feels pretty fucking good. Except that now I have a bunch of shit I gotta fucking do. And uh you're gonna have yeah. to make a trip back and like clear out all your shit and do paperwork. Yeah. yeah, and it's it's kind of a quick close, which it's fine for me because I have to be someplace else April 1st, basically. I gotta be uh in Merida because I'm gonna be house sitting for uh some friends of mine. Uh, it's real bad for my cousin who's been living at my condo. <laughs> it's not, she's got to find, she's got like a month and a half to find a new place to live. And, uh, so that kind of sucks. And I, I couldn't push it cause this guy had a rate lock, you know, and it was going to expire on the 20th. So been dealing with a bunch of, uh, you know, documents. It was hilarious. Dude, I signed, I signed the contract, like in between jet ski runs. <laughs> You got to love technology. They sent me a DocuSign thing on my phone. We pulled into like a harbor to get some lunch. Looked at it. Numbers were good. Initialed a few times and boom, we got a deal. Thanks, technology, Grant. Yep. 
Although the the state of Illinois, of course, is going to be a huge pain in the ass because I actually have to sign. They want like physical signed documents for the closing. So, I mean, I, I have to go back there anyway to deal with all of my stuff. But if I wasn't there, I'd have to get it like notarized here, which is just, it's just so fucking stupid, man. Just take my electronic signature. Why do they they require all of this um, consent and confirmation as to what I want to do? Unless it comes to them controlling every aspect of my life. And then it's it's just implied consent. I agreed to let them do whatever the hell they've decided to do. And it, it really is unbelievable. We were talking about video games before. I bet you every time you fucking started one of those games, there was like a big long contract that you had to scroll to the bottom and check the box to say you agree to the terms and service. Have you ever been asked that by government? My son gets mad at me because I actually read most of it. Like I don't, I don't read it word for word, but I, I like speed read through it and just check to make sure there's nothing exceptionally like crazy in there. Like I'm gonna not accept it at the end, but like I, I look just to make sure there's nothing like super, super crazy that I might need to like not do something dumb or you know have to cover my ass for it at a later date. And my, my son is over there like, oh, do you actually read this? Stop, just go tell it. Okay, you're gonna play it anyway. I'm like, shut up. We got you know, like check. We you always check it. I don't care if it is if I am going to accept it at the end or not. Like I still want to know what I need to cover my ass on at a later date. He gets so mad at me. <laughs> I mean, they're long fucking contracts. They're really long, and it's all just like boring legal jargon. I don't. I, I admittedly, I don't read those fucking things. But um, ninety nine point nine percent of the time, they are like boilerplate. Just everything is the same there's no differentiation especially on the gaming ones like there's no differentiation from one to the next thing. it's an a, it's an obligatory thing that the government made them do to protect us now where is our protection from government where is the obligatory sign here i mean we're going to talk about the state of the union address today that's pretty much all we're going to talk about and Biden talked for like an hour and a half last night about all this stuff that government's done in the past and they need to finish the job. That's the big thing, which now we know why he has uh, Kamala Harris as vice president, because she's good at finishing jobs. Uh, but yeah, so there's, they've never gotten our consent for any of this. It's all just implied. And it's so much more important than playing a video game or any of the other things that they've demanded that companies get our consent from uh consent for so i mean they're going to take what probably throughout the course of your life at least half of every fucking penny you make they're going to take in some way shape or form if not more than that no consent no nothing we're just going to do it it's implied because this is the way we've organized society and this is the price you have to pay to do all these things that joe biden wants to do and it really is unbelievable that everybody's on board with that. And they're mad at the corporations. Like, and the billionaires. They're really, really going to take huge steps to make the billionaires pay their fair share while uh, actually going after you for $600 Venmo transactions. And uh, what was it there? The, it's the, the, tips, the tips now. Yeah. The uh, waitresses yeah they've come up the irs has a new um tip reporting function they they said it's voluntary the last thing i read was that it's voluntary now i don't know if it's voluntary like the rest of the tax code is based on voluntary compliance which we've gotten into before on this podcast way back when 
I think even before uh, Hillbilly Boy Campbell was on here, way before that too. I made some clips of it, but yeah, that was before I was a participant. Yeah, yeah. If there's a penalty for doing, I'll just go over voluntary real quick for everybody. If there's a penalty for not doing it, then it's not voluntary. Like if if they're going to punish you, if you don't do what they say, then you didn't voluntarily comply. You were coerced into complying. It's real simple. So that's the the new the newest rub in the um, the 87,000 IRS agents that were only going to be hired to replace the ones that were retiring and to help with customer service. And to go after the the rich and the corporations to make sure they pay their fair share, which we still don't know what that is. Nobody, they've been talking about fair share since Barack Obama. I think he really popularized it. I'm no, I'm I'm sure it came up before that, but that was like when it really became a thing was during Barack Obama's first term in office. You need to pay your fair share. Nobody has defined what a fair share is. Because it's just it's a bumper sticker that they like to, you know, this meaningless platitude that they like to throw out there, because the most fair thing would be that everybody just pays the same percentage to the extent that we're going to have an income tax. It it would be a flat rate across the board. That would be fair. 10 percent from you, 10 percent from me, 10 percent from everybody else. Fair. I actually I actually heard this this argument made or not argument but statement made by um a person at work the other day that that it should just be a flat tax but they'll never they'll never do that because that would hurt the billionaires so much i was like um no they won't do it because everybody in the lower and lower middle class currently pay nothing and if they did it then all of those exemptions would expire and all of those people would be the ones who are paying because the billionaires are already paying like 80 percent of all the taxes that are paid anyway like it's and it's not it's not going to actually come out of their pocket like it's not going to hurt them any more than what it currently does it's the people who don't currently pay any taxes in the lower and lower middle class that are going to end up having to pay taxes and they're going to be the ones who get pissed off and they're going to feel it in their and hitting hit them in their pocketbooks and then they're going to turn against the politicians who enacted this that's the reason that they'll never do it it's not because they're worried about protecting the billionaires it's because they know as soon as they do it the people who don't currently pay taxes are going to start paying taxes and then they're going to get pissed off and that's their entire voting base like that's why they won't do it that that's one aspect of it the other one is the hundred billion dollar industry of tax compliance that lobbies government i mean imagine all of these you know these big five accounting firms just disappeared overnight because nobody needs them anymore because it's just 10 percent. boom easy you just move a fucking decimal place over and you send that over to the government i mean uh, h&r block to fucking turbo tax who's spending untold amount of money advertising when I was watching the NFL playoffs, it was every fucking they sponsored the whole NFL playoff thing, I guess, because every every commercial was TurboTax <laughs> and they they lobby government. They stand to lose. I think it's 400 billion or something a year in tax compliant stuff just for the income tax. I mean, there's no way they're going to get rid of that. And I remember talking to uh, I used to play flag football on saturdays and back in chicago with and this one he was kind of like a big swinging dick at one of these big five accounting firms and i remember talking to him about a flat tax he's just like 
no, we would never let that happen. <laughs> it's like, and he was so confident about it. And this, I mean, this is like 10, 15 years ago. And I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Well, and that's the, that's the crazy thing too. Cause like, like we've talked regularly about how the pharmaceutical lobby is the, the biggest lobby in Washington, the finance, uh, like the financial sector, they're number two. Like, and it's like for the gap that there is, there's a pretty significant gap between pharma and the financial sector. And then there's a, almost a similar gap from the financial sector to everybody else. I think like the, the military lobby is relatively close but then after that like it's a pretty significant drop off um mm. like yeah there's a huge amount of money tied up in making sure that everything oh that the, everything that the banks want is what they get and how people are arranging all of their affairs to avoid paying higher taxes and this and that estate planning all of this shit it all it would all go away if there was just a really simple um basic tax code so that that is the reason why it's so fucking convoluted um that and so they can always get you on some technicality and come after you it's a way of controlling absolutely i mean like nobody knows the whole fucking tax code it's thousands of pages long and it changes every year right it, if you pay a flat 15 percent or 18 percent or whatever then you just do the math on it you give them the money and then you move on with life and they don't there's nothing there's no reason for you to be afraid that they're going to audit you and come after you or any of that bullshit like they it removes the fear and if history has not shown us anything else it's the ruling by fear is pretty fucking effective yeah yeah because you don't know what they're going to come after you for and so then you you report all this uh, you have to go through all this this fucking confession basically to make sure that you're, you're doing everything right it really is just so invasive <laughs> do filing a tax return um it's i don't know and the other thing that i i find interesting is especially during the the state of the union addresses they're always talking about reinstating these tax credits for children or tax credits for this tax credits for that and implied in all of that implied in any tax credit or any tax break is the fact that these taxes are doing damage to people tangible damage to people and you know we're just going to gloss over it and talk about how this tax credit is going to be great it's like well why is that going to be great because the taxes were hurting people in the first place yeah if if taxes weren't setting you back a tax credit wouldn't mean anything like that's pretty much <laughs> pretty much so i don't know what, what were your uh big takeaways you watched it you didn't watch it live right i did that I watched it live for all of you listeners out there. These are the the things that I suffer through for you guys. So, so you don't have to do it. We both watched it. I did it live. What was your big takeaway? Everything was uh, you would you had alluded to it earlier. Everything was I've got this law, I've got this bill, I've got this plan and if we just pass this then we can finish the job. We can finish the job. We can finish the job like yeah, when, that are we was start, the, when are we going to even start the job? Because I've been hearing about this infrastructure plan for two years now. When's that going to actually start? Uh, you know, like all of these, the the Inflation Reduction Act. Uh, I know that's supposedly that's going into effect now. But they're already touting a lot of it, though. They're like, right. See, because we been, did this. 
Right. They've been talking big shit about how great all of these things are that they did. None of these things have actually gone into effect. None of these things have actually done anything yet. So, like, we got to finish the job. When are you even going to fucking start the job? And they give all these projections of, like, and this is going to produce these amounts of savings in the next five years. Like, motherfucker, you won't even be alive by then. You don't know. There's there's definitely that whole aspect of it. Um, and I just find it so funny. You know, actually, did I send you that? I think I sent you a clip. It's like a mashup of like the last like 30 uh, State of the Union addresses or something. I haven't watched it yet. I just um, that guy, Tom Elliott, posted it. And I was like, oh, this would be gold because I guarantee you if we go back 30, 40, 50 years, they're talking about the exact same problems. But according to Biden, we're right there. We just got to finish the job. And if that was the man, if that was what you had to drink on, you got hammered last time. <laughs> My money was on. Um, we have more to do. <laughs> and we've made so much progress, but there's more to do. There's more. To, and those bingo charts are also pretty funny. The. The pomp and circumstance of this it is kind of always like my biggest takeaway of it they've gotten a, like the decorum we've watched just completely collapse it, it, every year uh, the state of the union address the decorum is worse than the year before which i love um a lot of people seem to be getting very upset because this the veil of um i don't even know how to put it just sophistication or something in these rituals is slipping because because now it it almost you know a lot of people have pointed this out it was like something out of fucking british like a british parliament thing where they're like encouraged to heckle each other and we're seeing a lot more heckling that was like the most interesting aspect of this was biden had to do some crowd work and he actually did pretty good um overall i mean we have pretty low bar uh pretty low bar here for joe biden but he seemed coherent he seemed very coherent I don't it, it was the same body it was the same body double that they used for State of the Union last year. I mean that's that's this guy's job. They give him they give him the script, they let him spend the whole year in the basement learning the script, learn figuring out what he's gonna say, and then they bring him out, they drug him up, stick him on stage. It's like go, you've got an hour, figure this out. And he delivers. And then they take him back. They've probably got him in like he'll probably sleep for the next week. Mm -hmm. And then when he wakes up, they'll start prepping him for next year's. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's always the, the exact same speech. <laughs> and and the, the reaction is always like Democrats think it's the best thing ever. It's like the greatest speech ever. Republicans think he did a terrible job. He did have a couple moments where he wasn't getting heckled that he really seemed to get mad. Like like it was built into the speech for him to get like unreasonably angry about whatever he was saying. Yeah, that's, I thought that was that's been happening to him a lot more. I think that's common in people with full-blown dementia they get they just have these outbursts that don't make any sense my grandmother had parkinson's and she uh she started to really the dementia started to really hit her hard uh towards over the last like six months of her life or so and she would have that like she would just get like unreasonably mad for no reason and yeah like and it would and it would come and go like she would just be sitting there having a normal conversation. And then all of a sudden she's just like really super angry and her, you yeah. see it in her face. And then it would just kind of pass. And then she'd go back to being normal. It's like that's kind of terrifying. Textbook. Yeah, it's so funny, dude. I sent you one of those clips where he just starts yelling about 
uh, Xi Jinping or whatever. Just like nobody knows why he's so upset. You have that queued up? Oh, it's just uh, let me it's see. so funny. Was- but he did it, yeah, two or three times throughout the speech. Um, he he just like flipped out. There was one where like we fell to 13th and something manufacturing or something like that. We fell to third, like the 13th country or whatever. And that really upset him. You know, he's so passionate. I do. I do find the pomp and circumstance of this always very interesting. Like they go through this whole charade to, to show people like how important they are and how important this whole process is. And this is kind of what they use to give themselves legitimacy and rule over people. No masks, except for uh, somebody pointed out Bernie Sanders had a mask on. He looked like he was the only one. And I saw like one photographer had a mask on. But apparently the the state of emergency is going to be over in May. But nobody yeah, felt May the, 11th. Yeah. Nobody felt the need to wear a mask last night. You want to hear Biden get pissed off about teaching? Yeah. 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 Autocracy has grown weaker, not stronger. Name me a world leader who changed places with Xi Jinping. Name me one. Name me one. He got like, he got like real angry there. Yeah, if you can't see his face, like he looks super angry. And I I don't even know what he means. Like one world leader that would change places with Xi Jinping, because I guess he thinks China's on the decline. And so nobody wants to change places with him. I think that was the point he was going for. I think he's trying to say that he like went toe to toe with with Xi Jinping. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, well, the uh, and then his other outburst was were thirteenth and something, and I was like, dude, we've fallen lower on lists than that that were more important. But that that one really upset him. Thirteenth in the United States of America. He just repeated it like four times. It was. Uh, it was not a bad state of the union, though, if we're grading on a Biden scale. He got through the whole thing. He fumbled a little bit, you know, at certain times. The I was joking about the closed captioning having a really hard time keeping up with him because he mumbles a lot and like mispronounces some words. And so they think he was saying something that he wasn't. I don't understand why closed captioning doesn't just get a copy of the speech so that they can just play that regardless of what he says they can get the the correct words out seems like that would be the easier direction to go but yeah yeah we don't want to spoil and then if he he doesn't say the right thing at least it's right on the screen for the people who like are hearing impaired or whatever so they're they're getting the correct message even if he's not saying delivering the correct message right yeah imagine if there was just all these spoiler alerts as to what he's going to talk about (laughs) it's like Dude, this whole fucking process is bizarre. I kept seeing all of these other politicians like Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders were on Twitter being like, here's who my guest is for the State of the Union tonight. And the Elizabeth Warren one. Did I send that to you? I don't think so. I didn't see that. That one was so fucking bizarre. It's like some fucking black chick who was clearly, she said she was from Boston, but she's clearly not from the U.S. She immigrated here. And she's got this enormous kid, like, just passed out on her lap. It's the most bizarre thing. <laughs> I'm going to send it to you so we can pull it up. But, yeah, this this whole fucking process they go through, I find very interesting. 
I don't well, like the un- whole first the first like 10 or 12 minutes of the whole thing was just like him walking around talking and shaking hands and then he gets up there and he's like introducing everybody in the audience like do do we really need to talk about literally everybody who's here tonight like it's it's all the people that you expect to show up you don't have to name names and like like spend time thanking them for being here i i think they had to be here right and it's yeah all of these meaningless rituals that they go through and it's it's all staged i mean they put the the speaker and the vice president right behind them and of course whoever is not um, politically affiliated, is on the opposite end of the aisle as the president, is going to sit there with like a shitting grin or a smirk on their face. And then, you know, Kamala Harris is all excited the whole time. And that's, if you don't think that's designed, I mean, I can't tell you how many like blue check Twitter accounts I saw that were like so upset that, um, what's his name, McCarthy, uh, he was like sitting there scowling the whole time. It's like, this is what they do every Y'all had year. nothing bad to say about Nancy Pelosi literally ripping up the. Right. Yeah. And of course, now that the Republicans are, are booing and heckling Joe Biden, that's like the, the biggest disgrace since January 6th. But they, of course they were booing and, you know, they were booing Donald Trump too. It just, right. the whole thing is a fucking game. This is how it's played. This is professional political wrestling. Um, And it's all staged. It's all fucking staged. And people get so fucking into it. And they are just so proud of themselves. I don't think there's anything that bothers me more than politicians tooting their own horn for two hours straight. Well, we because we did this, now everything's going to be awesome. Like we passed this legislation. Well, what does that mean exactly? What, I, what I is, really didn't hear. I didn't really hear a whole lot of we did this. He he brought out the the jobs numbers, which were complete bullshit. Like we created 12 million jobs in two years. It's like, no, you reported that you created 12 million jobs. And then you revised all of those reports down by like three quarters every single time. So you actually probably created like four million jobs. And that's really not job creation. Those are the jobs that came back from what was lost during COVID to begin with. So you want to be honest about this or do you want to spout some like bullshit numbers to make it sound good? Yeah. Yeah. And everybody kind of knows that these numbers are are bullshit. I mean, if you believe government statistics, I've got a I've got a bridge over Brooklyn to sell you. I, I mean, they use statistics to tell you anything except the truth. And there was um, yeah, they put out a chart. I think I commented on it at some point. Well, and then there was also the talking about like using statistics to to tell lies and stuff. Like they were talking about um how they're combating uh the price of insulin and other prescription drugs and stuff by making it where they're like price capping it for seniors with Medicare that they only have to pay so much. It's like, you're not actually combating the price of the drug by doing that. You're only saying that Medicare will only pay or that the consumer only has to pay X amount out of pocket, which means the rest of it is going to be made up by either private insurance or Medicare or Medicaid or whatever. So then it's still going to be coming out of the taxpayer's pocket or the consumer's pocket just in a different way. Like your your insurance premiums are going to go up like your what you have to pay into the system is going to go up like it's you're not actually capping the 
price uh long term you're just making like you're moving the money around so it seems like you did something exactly exactly right and well that's every time they promise to make something free or government provided or something like that you're still paying for it i, I don't understand how people can't grasp these very basic concepts but there's so his economic plan is breaking records this is a joe biden official government tweet Two strongest calendar years of job growth in history, the lowest unemployment rate in 50 years, over 50 years, manufacturing rebounding at the fastest rate in nearly 40 years, two strongest years of small business applications in history, record decrease in deficit, fastest gas price decline in eight years, annual inflation down for six months. Now, oh, can we let me play that? There's a clip here with him talking about the like the numbers on that, and it's just complete hogwash. Uh, here we go. Disrupted our supply chains, and Putin's unfair and brutal war in Ukraine disrupted en energy supplies as well as food supplies, blocking all that grain in Ukraine. But we're better positioned than any country on Earth right now. But we have more to do. But here at home, inflation is coming down. Here at home, gas prices are down $1.50 from their peak. Food inflation is coming down, not fast enough, but coming down. Inflation has fallen every month for the last six months, while take-home pay has gone up. Additionally, over the last two years, a record 10 million Americans applied to start new businesses. 10 million. Yeah, so, I mean, all of those statistics are incredibly misleading obviously gas prices have had the fastest decline after they reached like incredibly all-time highs <laughs> like same with inflation um yeah they came down off of their highs congratulations nothing goes up in a straight line um all of the job growth thing i mean yeah the two strongest years of uh, calendar years of job growth in history oh you mean from when you shut down the entire world and the economy and you made everybody stay home and now they can go back to work so job growth okay <laughs> unemployment rate they changed the way they calculated it i i mean right he talked about like lowest unemployment rate ever lowest unemployment rate ever for uh blacks and latinos and stuff it's like yeah but y'all y'all changed the metric like you you fudged the numbers you created a series of guidelines for how you count this to make sure that you have the best numbers ever. Like that's, that's cheating. I mean, I guess, you know, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. And, and like I've said multiple times, like, you know, once you realize that it's this whole thing is a game and the game is rigged, then you're ready to start playing the game. Like, so coming yeah. into it from that understanding, like, yeah, that, that makes sense. That's the way you would do it. But of course. Yeah. And I was, I was telling people, I was like, if you don't think that, they produced those seasonal adjustments and those job numbers a few days before the State of the Union address with the State of the Union address in mind when they were figuring out how to calculate things, then you really don't understand how this game is played. Of course, of course, those numbers just had to hold up long enough for Biden to get through this speech. And next month, they can revise them all down and it'll be, you know, on page nine. Page nine headline. Oh, yeah, we just made up a bunch of bullshit. And most people realize that these that these numbers are not jiving with reality. If they're if they're really being honest, they they absolutely realize that. But but the people who are watching this because they want a raw, raw 
Joe Biden gave a great State of the Union, they either don't know that any of these numbers are like completely made up or fabricated, or they don't want to know, or they just don't care. Like they want to tout that Joe Biden got up there and gave an impressive speech and said all the right things, and he didn't like barf all over himself and completely shit his pants and fall over and success, right? Yeah. It it is a very low bar. <laughs> I mean, he probably uh, shit his pants, but you know that they make those extra strength depends for that. So. That's right. <laughs> My uh, a buddy of mine was texting me. He's like, Joe Biden is like the crazy guy yelling on the train, or something like that. And I responded, I was like, Yeah, and he probably shit himself too, <laughs> because yeah, uh, he's getting up to be that age. Do you think those were the times when he like went into angry yelling mode? Was when <laughs> when he was shitting his pants. <laughs> Like, I don't know, man. I tried not to think about it too much. But... I don't think about Joe Biden <laughs> crapping himself. Oh man, yeah, it is. Uh, I find the whole thing fascinating to watch. It is. This one was probably one of the more entertaining ones because of all of the heckling that goes on now. Um, that just it's entertaining to see, not necessarily like you know that they're going to call him a liar or that he's wrong but to see how he would react to it. And I, I think he did fine. I mean, he held his own. He was surprisingly sharp, I will say, for Joe Yeah, Biden. there was one of them where they, they said something to him, and he um, and he just kind of, like, brushed it off. He was like, thank you, and moved on, and, like, moved on. He, yeah, I think that might have been the fentanyl one where he's like, yeah, yeah 80,000 people a year are dying, and they're like, it's 100,000. It's like over 100,000. He's like, he gets it. <laughs> Thank you. And then he just kind of moved on. The one that they're all so the one that all of the fucking people that carry water for the Democratic Party and Joe Biden in particular are grasping onto is this Medicare and Social Security thing, which, dude, this was so obviously a fake problem that they created. Like, I, I don't think I've ever heard a Republican talk about cutting Social Security in any real sense. They'll be like, oh, like we got to get this. We got to get these like deficits under control. You know, we have to figure out a way to make Social Security sustainable over the long haul or whatever. But they're never going to be like, we're taking away Social Security and Medicare. Yeah, even the most aggressive Social Security like reform plans don't really do anything to anybody who's currently drawing Social Security. Like it's always set to it would be greatly beneficial to people like me and you who are like young enough that we're going to get some of our money back and be able to actually create significant investments and, and be able to build a legitimate retirement. But none of it actually affects anybody who's on Social Security for the next like 25 years or more. Right. Like, Which is that, meaningless because we're going to have a new Congress by then anyway, several new ones. So yeah, none of them are bound by any of this shit. Uh, if they offered me like everything I've paid into Social Security, I've been working since I was 15 hang into this fucking Ponzi scheme. If they offered me an out today and I I lost everything I've paid in from 15 to 38 and I was just able to get out of it, I would take that deal any day of the week and twice on Sunday. I I mean I'm what am I am I more than halfway there yet? No, not quite. What are you 65? Yeah, so I got like, you know, 27 more years whatever if I make it. Um 
But yeah, I would take that. The opportunity cost of 27 years of fucking earnings, especially the, you know, the second 27 as opposed to the first 22 or whatever, 23, um, would should be in theory much more lucrative. You never know. But I would take that deal if and I would sacrifice everything I've paid into it and just cut bait, cut yeah, my fucking keep it, losses. Keep yeah. it all. I never expected to get any of that money back anyway. Keep it, do whatever you want with it. Just don't take any more from me for the next, you know. Yeah. I will I will guarantee you I will get a much better return than what they're promising. They're promising less than 2% if you live to be 78. <laughs> I mean that's pathetic. I could fucking put a dartboard on the wall with stocks and bonds and just randomly throw darts at it and get a better return than than I, I would get on basic, I have a basic savings account from my little like local hometown bank that has that good like Right. I mean, I was joking about this in that in that talk I gave and maybe some other times that we've talked about it. But it's like all they all they do, the government does, you know, they they pretend to have this process in place with the Social Security lockbox. But they're essentially just buying um, they're 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 issuing Treasury bills and Treasury bonds to get money to pay off these obligations. And you could just buy those yourself. And get a better return. Like you can get a fucking six month treasury that would pay you four percent or something right now, instead of letting the government just issue like basically do the exact same thing. You're just buying them from the government to pay other people that are retiring now. The whole thing is just absolutely ridiculous. But no Republican is really talking about cutting these things, like getting rid of them, and in any meaningful way. Absolutely not. I mean, who has the oldest voting block base anyway? I mean. It's Republicans. This is not like, you know, oh, we said the same thing about abortion. It's like, no, no, no. The the Republican base is more more pro-life than they they are uh, pro-choice. No, no uh, buddy who's still like in this matrix who votes Republican is is against Social Security. They all think it's the greatest thing since sliced bread and Medicare. They all want that. They've all been like depending on it. They're planning their lives around it. This is not a, a popular issue for them to do. So they're not going to do it. And it was just so obvious that the Democrats just made this up. They're like, they're going to cut. They're going. They're coming for your Social Security and your, your Medicare. And nobody really ever said it. And but their whole base runs with it. And so then Joe Biden accuses them of it during the speech. And that's they when. Yeah. And that's when the Republicans are like, ah, blah, blah, we never did that. You lie. And so he's like, OK, so nobody's going to cut it. You're on the record now. And that was like his big his big move. That was what everybody I think we had. I sent you some clips. You should pull up the like the news media coverage after the speech. They were all fawning about how Joe Biden bamboozled the Republicans into getting on the record that they weren't going to cut Social Security and Medicare. It's like, yeah, they were never going to do that. This is not like he that. Negotiates the budget during the speech on live TV, and he wins and and gets there in effect unanimous consent. I mean, this was the worst possible night for Kevin McCarthy. Yeah, yeah. The negotiation yeah. ended in that room with Marjorie Taylor Greene yelling at a president who took her on, handled it right in front of McCarthy. And McCarthy, by the way, there's an isolated camera on McCarthy that's going to show him saying, no, 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 every single time yeah. they did that. And he, trying to strut his members. Yeah. He's saying, trying to strut yeah. every one of them every time. This is 
over for McCartney. The year is over. He lost it right there in that moment. This yeah. is like the worst possible like political take, maybe ever. Like nothing said in this room is a vote. Nothing said in this room is official. It's all pomp and circumstance. It's all just like theater and dumbass read. Uh, I was so I was watching it on the way taking the kids to school this morning, and we got like maybe 15, 20 minutes into it. And Sean was sitting there watching it with me. He goes, this whole thing is just a big show, isn't it? He was like, none, none of this is for real. I was like, yeah, basically. basically. Like, 14-year-old had that figured out in, you know, 20 minutes. It's all political theater. Yeah, well, they haven't had time to really sink their hooks into his brain yet and indoctrinate him into thinking that this is like the holy grail. The most important speech any president gives every year is the State of the Union address. It's just like, what are you talking about? They get up there and they bullshit and pat themselves on the back for an hour and a half and then pat themselves on the back for a couple days after how good of a speech they gave. Yeah, there, there's nothing binding there. You can heckle the president. Like, well, you heckled them and you said you wouldn't. It's like, OK, who exactly in that crowd said that? Which one? Can't even say right. Was where was the where was the vote? Like who who put who put forth the motion? Who actually like drafted the legislation that said that no Republican is going to vote against? Like like uh, just because there were hecklers and people yelling and Joe Biden like said things in a speech and nobody like what are they what are they going to do? Like stand up and say uh, you know request time on the floor to speak and to like refute what he's saying and like this isn't this isn't a, a you know, a, uh, a session of Congress, like this is the state of the union. Nobody's going to, they're going to do a little bit of heckling and a little bit of booing and a little bit of cheering. And for the most part, they're just going to like shut the fuck up and let the night roll on. Like, this wasn't some, there was no political victory in this. It was the, it was the thing that Biden said that gives the leftist media an opportunity to be like, Ooh, he got him. Yeah. He really dunked on him. Like it's like, did he though? I mean, he didn't fall apart when they heckled him and he seemed to know what, what was going on. It's like, okay, yeah, this was it's not like 4D chess or anything like that. It's not that impressive. It's not that impressive to be like, oh, you're not gonna do what we accused you of doing. Okay. And we all just agreed. All right, social security back on back on the table or back off the table, whatever. It's like it was never it was never on the table to begin with. It never was. This is a whole you know, like made the thing up thing. That we've seen that the, even if they even if somebody did say that, the thing that we've seen with the Republicans is like, look at what they did with um, Obamacare. Like instead of just completely trashing Obamacare, they ended up changing their tune and went with repeal and replace. And then they never did that either. Like, Right. Yeah, they can talk to their blue. And I know some people have been circulating. There's like a Mike Lee clip where he was like, I'm going to I want to phase out Social Security. It's like, yeah. They'll talk about that until they're blue in the face, but they're never going to do it. I wish they would. They should. These are these are already bankrupt Ponzi schemes that are really bad for the American people and are basically only meant to control you. I mean, think of how people freak out when you talk about taking away their Social Security and their Medicare. They freak out. That's my money. Is it, though? If it was your money that... First of all, they already spent it. And if you're collecting more than you actually paid in, as most of these people that have been on there have done, especially the earlier, you know, the first person to get it, 
paid in like a couple hundred bucks and took out 20,000. That wasn't her money. She didn't pay it. I, Ida May Fuller. Look it up. That's Biden would say. <laughs> but yeah, th- this thing has been, people have been taking out more than they've been putting in this whole time. This is why they keep running out of money and why they keep having to raise the rates. Like, by the way, they've already taken away your social security. They spent all the money. They've raised the, the rate of how much you have to pay in. They've made the payments that you receive taxable now. Like they've already taken a lot of it away. There's not much left for them to to not take away. Uh, the whole thing is just ridiculous. It was just such an easy thing to spot that like this is what this is what they do. We're gonna accuse them of doing something, and then we're gonna get them on the record saying they they aren't gonna do it. So we just they the, the whole thing was completely fabricated. And but that's how Joe Biden just wiped the floor with Republicans last night. Uh, anyway, I don't know what else we got to cover here. <laughs> I don't know. Was there much more that was like interesting or like really, I don't know, gotcha type stuff that was said during the? I mean, he said a whole lot of stuff, and you covered uh, a lot. I mean, the the one thing I just want to hammer home is that bipartisanship is not a good thing. It's not something we should be striving for. He bragged about how he got a bunch of bipartisanship in. And now, like, his biggest moment was that Republicans are going to work with him on the debt ceiling and they're not going to cut Medicare and Social Security. So more more great bipartisanship. It's literally the worst of both worlds. You're going to get all of the spending and uh, tax increases that the Democrats want, and you're going to get all of the spending and tax increases that Republicans want. They just want them in different areas of the economy. And that's why government just keeps getting bigger and bigger, and the debts are are so out of control. And at one point, this is where mine, mine cut off. We were talking about this. The feed I was watching cut off right when he started talking about the debt ceiling. And he's like, and what did the, you know, the Republicans ran up the, into the debt ceiling like three times under Donald Trump. And what did they do? They did the right thing. They raised the debt ceiling. So we need to raise the debt ceiling. But he just got done. Before that, he had just gotten done talking about how Republicans um, added 25% of the national debt under one president in Donald Trump which I'll take him at at his word there that his math is correct. It's like if the right thing to do is raising the debt ceiling and that just solves all the problems, then why is increasing the debt by 25% under one president a bad thing? As long as we're going to raise the debt ceiling, we don't have a problem. Or better yet, we could just get rid of the debt ceiling altogether and we don't have any problems. You just keep just keep increasing the debt. What could go wrong? Right. And, and yeah, and then we'll just tax the billionaires to um, pay their fair share. It really is just unbelievable that to watch both both uh, sides of the political spectrum just sort of dig into their corners and like, I don't know, man. Nobody they keep he keeps mentioning all these bills that he passed that they're all so proud of, and everybody's cheering. Everybody stands up and they cheer and we did this bipartisan thing. We did that bipartisan thing and we passed the Inflation Reduction Act and the Infrastructure Act. Everybody's clapping. Not one fucking person in that room clapping read any of those bills. They have no idea what's in there. But they're clapping. They're proud of themselves. They act like they did something. What? What's so hard about passing a bill? Somebody else wrote it. You've. You just voted yes 
or you voted no? Somebody else wrote it. Somebody read it for you and told you whether or not you should vote, whether or not you should vote yes for it because your constituency would or wouldn't, or probably more likely because the people who are actually lining your pockets said you should or shouldn't. Right. And it's not their money that they're spending. They're not reaching into their own pocket and stroking a check. It's our money. So they quite literally did nothing. They stole money that didn't belong to them. They had somebody else do all the work. And then they they get to claim credit for spending other people's money on things. And, and this, this is who we're praising? This is what the big show is for. Imagine taking that much credit, you know, he was talking when he was talking about um, we have all these small business applications more than ever before, whatever he said. Dude, imagine starting a small business, right? You uh, you you have an idea, you start saving money, uh, maybe you you take out a loan, you create a product or a service, you hire people, you take all of this risk on, you start a small business. Every step of the way, the government is there making it more difficult. They're uh, taxing the shit out of you. They're putting up regulations, uh, you know, uh, un, you know, uh, licensing issues. There's like all kinds of red tape. They're, they're doing nothing to facilitate you starting a business. They're making it more expensive and more difficult than ever before. And then you turn around and you watch the fucking president take credit for all the jobs that were created. Like he did it. And this is Biden's economy, or this is Donald Trump's. I mean, they all do it. It's like, motherfucker, you just made it more difficult than ever and more expensive than ever for me to do this. I do it, and you turn around and take credit for the jobs like you did this. It's unbelievable, man, how people look up to these politicians. They're nothing but snake oil salesmen. Anyway, um, let's see what else. I. You really should, uh, you guys should all be following me on Twitter because uh, I tweet live during these so you can get my real-time reaction. Oh, the tax code is unfair. I agree. We should all be paying zero in federal income taxes. That was when he was talking about the uh, big businesses not paying their fair share. Um, yeah, they capped the price of insulin. Congratulations. Yeah. He's really sticking it to Big Pharma after they give them the biggest fucking cash cow imaginable and forced vaccines paid for by the taxpayer, liability um, covered. Trillions of dollars uh, of just fucking free money thrown at Big Pharma, but we're going to make sure they don't make a couple extra hundred bucks on insulin. <laughs> Yeah, okay. I like how I, I like how after the past two years of just completely sucking Pfizer's dick, the left is now back to we need to rein big pharma and pharmaceutical profits in. Yeah, well, because you know healthcare costs are out of control, Justin. It's almost as if that whole Affordable Care Act thing didn't work. It's almost as if none of these acts ever work. I mean, it, he kept saying we have to finish the job. How come the job isn't done by now? They've been fucking doing this shit for the last. It, I mean, Biden's been in there for what forty years. He he literally said, "I've been in office for as long as anybody here." Like any day oh, now, sure. I'm gonna finish that job. Gotta finish the job. Yeah, the job yeah. I started. How much ago. more? How much more money do you need? Give me a number because you got you took thirty two trillion so far, and things are worse than ever, right? 
I mean, by anybody's, uh, by anybody's measurement, I think uh, everybody, you know, Democrats would say things are terrible. Republicans would say things are terrible. Education, housing. Uh, it, I don't know who the fuck Nina Turner is, but she keeps popping up in my Twitter feed with all these minimum wage things. Like she is so that's, concerned that's my, about McDonald's that's workers. Fault. That's a hundred percent my fault because I keep responding to her and talking shit. Oh, and so bitch. If, now, I, I, it's funny you, just to see if it, people that just... you follow engage with her regularly, then she'll start showing up in your timeline. Okay, uh, and <laughs> I, I absolutely talk shit every single day on on her posts. So yeah. that's well, I, do I too, apologize. I, I, I apologize for her showing up on your timeline. No, it's fine. It's fine. I need to, I need a reminder of how retarded people are. I, I mean, it's incredible how juvenile their their outlook is. Nobody should live in poverty. Uh, okay. Nobody should work a job and not be able to have a living wage and live in dignity. And they, again, they just don't define any of these things. She's very concerned about McDonald's workers. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> I'd be more concerned about having McDonald's in general. Nobody should be eating there. <laughs> but um, I think Democrats think things are a disaster because people aren't making uh, livable wages. The cost of living is going way, way up. I mean, they have no idea why it is. They'll blame it on these greedy corporations. <laughs> At one point, I even said to her, I was like, why are you blaming the corporations instead of the government for all of these things? It's all really misdirected anger. It's like, well, these corporations, they lobby the government. It's like, yeah. So the, the pro, like you don't hate the player. You hate the game. And the game is this game of politics that they're playing. And they have all the power. And as long as they have the power, people are going to be buying it. There's, there's no other way around it. So, um, but by any... By anybody's um, measure, whatever it is, things are things have been a disaster in every aspect that the government uh, claims to be working for you. They're fighting for you, but we got more to do, and we just need to finish the job. Well, I don't know how much longer this has to go on. I mean, how many thousands of pages of legislation do we need to get this job done? Can we just do it in one bill? Like, let's just do one more bill. I'll give you as much money as you want, but then the job is done and you guys can all just shut the fuck up for a while. Yeah. I mean, how, how is it not done with the affordable care act? What happened? What happened there? <laughs> what, what about the infrastructure bill? I was told the infrastructure bill was going to like solve all of our problems. This was going to be is the, the biggest the investment most important, in climate change. The most important piece of legislation that we will ever pass. And yeah. then a year later, we're having to pass the Inflation Reduction Act, which is going to be the most important piece of legislation that we've ever passed. Right. Oh, yeah. So do you do you have that clip that I sent you from Tom Elliott? Did I send that to you? What is it? I'm, actually, you know what? I might have just bookmarked it. It's um, let's see. It's literally just like a compilation of all past. Um, oh, no, I don't have that one. Shit. What did I do with it? I know I saw it. Mm -mm -mm. Maybe it's in my advice. I can't keep track of all this fucking Twitter shit. I was so active yesterday. Um, Let's see. Or maybe I liked it. I don't. It's like, how am I supposed to know if I liked it? If I replied to it? I mean, come on. Put all this shit in one place. <laughs> uh, let's see. Here we go. Yeah. Watch the, oh, the, oh, is it just Obama's? Okay. 
I thought it was like a bunch of other ones. Well, let's play this anyway. Let's see if there's any of these things have been taken care of. I thought it was uh, the last 140 State of the Union addresses. It's just 140 unfulfilled Obama promises during the State of the Union address. Wow, he looks young. Obama looks young. Uh, Obama aged significantly over his time in office. This thing's yeah. nine minutes or 10 minutes. You want to play the whole thing or you just want to let it run for a little bit? No, just re- let it run for a second. Let's see if he, he's made any of the same promises that Joe Biden's making right now. To say that the American Recovery and Reinvestment Act is now law. Over the next two years, this plan will save or create 3.5 million jobs. Oh, save or create. 90% of these jobs will be in the private sector. We have launched a housing plan that will help responsible families facing the threat of foreclosure, lower their monthly payments, and refinance their mortgages. We will double this nation's supply of renewable energy in the next three years. An investment that will spur not only new discoveries in energy, but breakthroughs in medicine and science and technology. We will soon lay down thousands of miles of power lines that can carry new energy to cities and towns across this country. And we will put Americans to work, making our homes and buildings more efficient so that we can save billions of dollars. Didn't, I'm almost positive Biden made that promise last night. Oh yeah, we're going to do high speed this and that and yeah. I remember the thing, the, the, the thing where he talked about their using uh like a thousand acres to build this big facility and it's gonna create a thousand jobs seven thousand of them are manufacturing jobs and then three thousand are the people who are actually going to run this plant so actually you're only creating three thousand jobs because the seven thousand jobs are going to go away like those aren't sustainable jobs those are seven thousand jobs to build this place and it's not like the companies, the construction companies that are building this place are going to go out and hire 7,000 new people. Like they've already got the people working for them. They're just going to come in and do it. Like, this, right. Yeah. This is and, like, and this is it. like the, uh, this is the kooky math that they use to say, yeah, we created 10,000 new jobs because 7,000 people are going to build this. So that's 7,000 jobs to build it. No, they're not hiring 7,000 new people to come build, build a fucking giant like nuclear reactor or something. They're, uh, and I can't remember what it was. It's like a chip processing plan or something. Like they're not, they're not hiring seven thousand new people who've never done this before to come do this. Like this, you didn't create seven thousand jobs. It's no, seven thousand people. You redirected. You redirected seven thousand jobs from what they would have been doing to what you thought was important. If it's anything like Solyndra, it's to a, a company that's either just completely fraudulent or will be bankrupt in the next few years. I mean, they lost 500 million on that one. People tend to forget about Solyndra. That was one of the big green energy jobs from that American Recovery and Reinvestment Act, I think, if I remember correctly. It's from one of them. 500 million for a solar powered horseshit. And uh, yeah, they went completely bankrupt within a couple of years. Well, and the crazy thing about the, like talking about food costs and stuff like that and how those are going up, you're taking a thousand acres in ohio i would almost be willing to guarantee you that's a thousand acres of probably good farmland like that's the size of my dad's farm that's not an insignificant number like my my dad uh, my dad and brother farm 11 or 200 acres um and you know provide for the family like that's not an insignificant amount of land like people don't people don't can't fathom how much that is like you can take care of your family on two acres maybe three like you don't need a whole lot a thousand acres that's a lot that's gone to 
chip manufacturing like uh, i mean it's just crazy is there not the amount of lobbying and uh string pulling and like backroom deals that get made to put a plant like that in a place like that like what the fuck is going on there's yeah. some well you're you're touching on a good point too because government because government has no price structure in place or anything like that this isn't their money they they don't know the best use of anything they don't know if the thousand acres would be better off being used as farmland or for chip manufacturing or for anything else they're just they have these pet projects and so we're going to do it for this we're going to redirect all of this capital to do what we think is right and when you get these misallocations of capital i mean there's a reason why these chips aren't being manufactured here right now if, if it was a good idea, somebody would be doing it. If it was going to be profitable, somebody would have been doing it already. They would have put their own capital towards this project. With them, I like the whole idea of like we're gonna we're gonna require that any federal project uses American made and American manufactured and blah blah blah. And that's that's great. Like that's all well and good. That's I don't necessarily disagree with that. But you're gonna run prices up on stuff. I mean, hopefully it's more expensive. I, you can't you can't say that you want everything to be American made and American manufactured and then at the same time push for like unionize everything. You're just going to run the price of everything so far through the roof that it's unaffordable and then like nobody's going to build anything. Right. And which is why the the jobs have gone overseas to begin with. Is they they raise the cost of employment. I mean it's all else being equal, it's much easier for a company to <clears throat> excuse me operate out of their own country i mean moving operations overseas is 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 no small task well and that's like the thing with we're gonna go <laughs> we're gonna make all these big corporations pay their fair share and blah 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 blah. they're just gonna relocate they're going to relocate their official home offices to a tax-friendly country or some haven somewhere and they're not gonna pay it like you're it's this it's it's an exercise in futility if ever there was one that's exactly right. Yeah. And in the meantime, they're misallocating resources that we don't know um, the best use of said farm, said land, if it could be better off as farmland or better off as something else. I have no idea either. But that's why you have a, a free market. That's why you have a, a price system so that you can figure these things out. And government can't do that. They don't have a profit and loss here that they don't they can't figure out whether or not what they did was the right use of anything it's all just completely arbitrary based on whatever you know brilliant idea they've come up with or whatever lobbyist has told them they should be doing so that's why these all fail <laughs> inevitably these will fail um they're gonna overpay for things they're gonna redirect capital where it shouldn't be because it's just a guessing game to them. He he was talking about building an economy from the middle in and the bottom out, whatever the fucking up, down, diagonal, all that shit. You don't build an economy. That's the problem. That's always been the problem with socialism, communism, and these um, you know, government-led industries. Like you don't build it like that. There's no, you can't have like some person with a bullhorn barking out orders for 330 million people on what they should be doing. No, nobody has the knowledge to do that. No group of people has the knowledge to do that. That's why the actual free market system has been the most successful because people 
uh, can specialize and they can do things that are in their own self-interest and everybody acting in their own self-interest creates um, the, the best use of, uh, of capital and, and limited resources and things like that. When you have politicians who have been bought and paid for directing an economy or attempting to direct an economy, you get misallocation of resources, you get booms and busts, you get waste of, of um, precious resources that are, are limited. And the whole idea of the free market system is to allocate those resources as efficiently and effectively as possible. And there is nothing in the structure of government that allows them to do that. It's impossible. That's even the if they, even if they have the ability to do that, they don't have the, the people who they have as experts in all of these fields don't actually know anything about like the things that they're talking about or doing. Like they don't have actual experts. They have the people who are paid by the right people to say the right things as experts. Right. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, making an investment in climate change, that that's really going to pay dividends. That'll pay about as many dividends as the investment they made in Social Security. Um, it's it's depressing. It really is. We can do a whole we can do a whole thing on the climate change thing, because I've done mul I've done multiple on my own show. Like the there's literally not enough lithium and copper like on the planet to make all of the things that they need to go fully green like they want to. But I mean, they keep pushing this like there's some like sustainable way to do it. And not only that, but in order to mine 100 percent of the lithium and copper on the planet, they would like all of the coal and diesel powered everything that they have to run like. Uh, I it's insane. Like the, there's, there is no, there's no way to logically put together how this makes sense. But I guess you don't have to use logic when you're in their shoes. Well, no, they don't. It doesn't lend itself to that sort of discussion. It's, it's all bumper sticker platitudes. I mean, it sounds great. Who doesn't want to have like a more energy efficient green, blah, 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 blah. Of course that, that would be nice. Uh, but then, do you remember when it was it Pete Buttigieg who was like being asked by uh, might have been Thomas Massey or something about like the grid system? Remember this was like uh, sometime last year, and he just like it was oh, it was like refrigerator something with refrigerators, and it's like this this is like me charging my electric car is like me having twenty five refrigerators running in my house or something like that. I think I'm hovering around the subject, but the, the point was that it was going to, it was going to put so much stress on the grid system that it was, we couldn't fucking handle it. If what they wanted to accomplish with electric vehicles, um, even if we gave everybody an electric car for free tomorrow, we don't have the grid system for everybody to be charging it. And he, he didn't have an answer for it. He's like, well, you know, we'll, we'll figure it out. <laughs> it was basically the extent of, of his uh, knowledge on the subject. It's not reassuring at all. They haven't thought through any of this. They just think about what plays well, what sounds good to people. And I mean, these people are the NPC lemming seals that are in the crowd that are clapping for all of this bullshit that they're talking about. Anyway, that's enough State of the Union address. <laughs> that's plenty.
it, it was all just the same stuff. Then he points to somebody in the crowd. He's like, yeah, look at this. Oh, they had- say, speaking of the crowd, you had the uh, the ambassador from Ukraine who was a very strange looking little fat woman. Uh, you also had Paul Pelosi. That was funny. What the hell was that, dude? Why would they bring that up? He really did not look comfortable with being addressed. Like he just thought he was going to be sitting there, like getting ignored for the whole thing. (laughs) And he had a hat on. He had this fucking fedora on to cover up his head. Um, I can't believe he brought that up. He brought it up to try to blame it on January sixth insurrectionists. That was the thing. I mean, I get that, you know, the guy walking around in his underwear was kind of dressed like an insurrectionist. <laughs> well, I mean, he uh, supposedly it was because he yelled the same things that the insurrectionists yelled or something like that. It's like, did you see the? Did you watch the police footage of the, the police showing up at the front door? Like, they both look so confused, like, oh, why are the police here? Dear and then all of a sudden, just like uh, out of nowhere, the dude just starts whacking Paul yeah. with the hammer and yelling all right. this stuff. Like it came completely out of left field. It was like, oh shit, we've been caught. We're doing things that we're not supposed to get caught doing. Nancy's gonna be mad at me. Like let me just guy, hit this guy over the head and we'll roll with that. Yeah. The guy like <laughs> improv with it and it was like, all right, I'll just be an insurrectionist and this will all be because of, you know. Yeah. Quick, quick goat thinking. <laughs> let me just beat him over the head and we'll if all else fails, better. be an yeah. insurrectionist and like nobody thinks anything. The le- or the more yeah. of it. Apparently, that is better than whatever the fuck they were up to, which really makes you wonder. And the more the more <laughs> you look at that video, the more questions you have. It's like one of those weird pictures that somebody's like, I, the more I look at this, the more questions I have. And it's just, dude, what what is going on? The phone call was really weird. I didn't, you know, unfortunately, I hadn't heard that 911 call until after we talked about it on the podcast, because that didn't clear up anything. It was even worse. <laughs> the whole thing was the whole I have so many questions. Yeah. And I can't like, yeah. so I can't believe they highlighted that of all things. I mean, they also high, high, highlighted uh, Tyree Nichols, or is that his name? Tyree Nichols. They brought his parents down to be fucking pawns. I mean, I don't, I can't believe that they would have done that. Do they pay them to do that? They must pay them. Probably. I don't. I don't know. They're going to get a fucking payday anyway from the cops, though. So it's not like they really need the money. I didn't realize that uh, Hakeem Jeffries was the minority leader in the house for the for yeah the you know that's funny that I, dude is, I was like oh that's who that guy is because he's also been popping up in my fucking twitter feed that dude is an absolute midwit like he is the epitome of retard i i can't believe i mean I, it's it's all virtue signaling and it, he's the diversity hire for the position like that's the only reason that he they yeah, put him the in first, that is because he is a minority. he is a high profile he's a high profile guy on twitter for the democrats so it's like okay he's got rank name recognition because he says all the dumbest shit on twitter and people know who he is so like make him the make him the house leader or the uh, house leader for the democrats it's like golly can you pick somebody worse like I guess they could have picked Nina Turner and that, that would have been worse. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's really interesting to watch just how, how sing songy and just childish their view of the world is. And like, they, they say all these things, like they're so like, they're at the corner of stunning and brave. Nobody working a job should have to, should, shouldn't be able to afford groceries. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. And then, you know, if you look back through the minimum, she's, she just called for a $25 minimum wage. That was the last thing I saw on my Twitter when last time I was on it. That's, that's at least once a week. Yeah. I don't know, but make it 50. But it used to be you used to be able to have the purchasing power of $25 back when the minimum wage was $1.25. And you could redeem that for an ounce and a quarter of silver. And last, the silver was at, oh, it might even be over $25 an ounce now. Where's silver at? Silver is, oh, it's not going to be on this chart, is it? All right. Well, whatever. It's around 20 something an ounce. So yeah, 1.25 of that. That's at least $25 an hour. Anyway, um, oh, I guess there's, so there was the Marjorie Taylor Greene outburst as well. I, I, I don't, I didn't find that was like that big of a deal either, except that she was dressed like Cruella DeVille or actually the best. So the closest thing like anybody on the left has come to c coming up with like a funny meme or something, I think will come from that outfit but i saw somebody on twitter um i don't know his political affiliation it was funny so i'm guessing he wasn't a leftist but uh, he's like why does this lady look anytime like she's about it's to actually funny yeah. anytime it's actually funny no it's not a leftist yeah it's like why does this lady look like she's dressed to uh tank a baseball season for the cleveland indians or something just a fucking great uh major league joke and uh, I don't know she was, I think she's basically just the AOC of the right, as far as I can tell. Like she is to the left what AOC is to the right. I mean, yeah, they, somebody said, uh, shared a picture of her and said, is this who you want your children to see as role models? And I said, I play Lauren Boebert and MTG clips for my daughters every day because I want them to grow up knowing that they can be strong, independent women who scream at leftist uh, psychopaths. Yeah. Yeah, well, if you just stopped at strong, independent women, you could uh, could use AOC. <laughs> but I, I just think no. I find it so funny that both sides basically treat them the same. Like the left goes crazy over MTG and the right goes crazy over AOC. They're basically just mere images of each other. It's professional wrestling. It, it really is. <laughs> There's there's no better way to describe it. It's like one of those guys is like The Rock and the other one is uh, like Stone Cold Steve Austin or something. <laughs> I'm trying to think of wrestlers. I haven't fucking paid attention to that in a while. Who's the other one? Triple X. They were always John fighting Cena. each other. Oh, yeah. That was after. Yeah. That was after my time. That was like late 90s, you know? Yes. <laughs> yes. I, I like the big show. I was a big fan of the big show. Of course you did, because you're a fucking lurch. Oh, man. But the, the funny thing is that everybody watching professional wrestling knows that it's fake and it's staged and that the outcomes are predetermined, but they still are really into it. Now, everybody watching the State of the Union address, with the exception of libertarians or maybe even just ANCAP, libertarians i don't know if minarchists really fully grasp how fake this fucking thing is but um everybody thinks it's real everybody thinks it's real and we're the ones telling them that like dude this is like that chair right there it's not a real steel chair when he hits the guy over the head with it it doesn't knock him out <laughs> 
And that referee, he's not a real referee. Like he doesn't just like accidentally turn his back and then somebody hits him over the head with a chair. Like that's all in the script, all of it. And we're sitting there pointing it out in real time that could actually save people's lives (laughs) or at least save them a ton of money and frustration. And like, no, no, it's totally real. They're like the actual wrestlers. But if you think it's fake, don't you get in the ring with me and I'll throw you around a little bit. It's like, yes, I'm sure like being body slammed hurts a little bit. That's not the point here. It's all fucking staged. All right. It's scripted. It's like we all know what the outcome is going to be. Yes, we all do. Um, And the sooner people accept that, the better. This whole thing is a charade. And nothing to me displays it better than the State of the Union address, where not one word, I haven't done any fact checking on this. I haven't even looked at the fact checking of the Biden speech, but that not nothing is really, even if it's factual, it's not truthful. It's not really the State of the Union. Has any president gotten up there and been like, yeah, I'm doing a terrible job. The State of the Union is worse than ever. No. Well, he said our economy is great and our this is great and that's great. So the state of the union is great. Yes, the, no, he said right, the soul because of the down. soul of the American people and the backbone. Because of those things and something I forget it was soul, backbone, and maybe the yeah. Determined. Yeah, something like that. He's like, the state of the union is strong. It's like, all right, man. Wow. What a great speech. Riveting, as always. I mean, the only reason it's it's watchable now is because people are heckling each other. That's it. That's the only thing that makes it interesting. So, um, how much time we got? We've been going <laughs> for a time while. You want. We've gone pretty long, though. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Should we talk about the chat GPT thing? Uh, let's do that Friday because I can right. I can go for I can go for a whole show on that much just just that topic alone. Yeah, yeah. So we have a follow up to our our last podcast episode where we we're talking about how politics is ruining AI. Uh, people are having a lot of fun breaking these AI bots, and I guess I should have seen that coming. In hindsight, I should have known that the fucking um, 4chan Twitter trolls or whatever internet trolls were going to get their hands on this thing and completely fucking expose it. And it's been, if you give nerds a chance, they will break anything. Yeah. And it's, it's pretty fucking hilarious. I just want to, is it that Dan thing? That's real, right? (laughs) Like I was like, am I sure that this guy isn't just typing out his own response? (laughs) Because they got it. Perfect. the guy that was posting all of it, like, explained the the algorithm and, like, how the Dan, the reason that the Dan response works with <laughs> chat G, GPT and, like, the, the uh, like, the concept behind it and everything. So, like, it seems pretty legit. I don't know. It, it could be, like, a real, it could be a super deep fake, but it seems I, it, like it's Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's 100% real. I mean, I just, like some of these answers were like so perfect though i was like oh my god that can't really be what dan comes up with but if you have like a computer science degree or, or background or whatever and you know right, how i mean if coding... you're dealing with something that's that's an adaptive intuitive you know response-based machine then there are going to be ways to 
code break it by using the correct types of language and stuff like that. Like it's just a matter of figuring out um, it's and asking the right question, you know, like that's, that's the way you have to go about trigger words. That's the reason, <laughs> that's the reason that they built all of the uh, like the leftist bullshit into it is because other like chat AI bots that they had created previously People figured out how to ask them the right question to turn them into racist, misogynistic, like xenophobes, and it's yeah. fucking hilarious. But they're that's the, getting, you know that's why they built all this into ChatGPT yeah. was to keep it from doing that. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it's uh, it's right pretty question. goddamn hilarious. We'll go through that on the next episode, and um, I'll be putting some stuff out in the Substack tomorrow. And probably a rant later on this week for all of these supporting listeners and sub-stackers of the show. I don't know. What else you got going on? I have officially moved all of my personal content over to Rumble. Uh, I got another YouTube uh, removal the other day. They ended up reversing it after uh, much uh, fighting with them to get that done. Uh, but I'm I'm done with YouTube, so all of my personal stuff is moving over to Rumble. I have learned how to do live streams on Rumble, so we can do live streams on Rumble for Peddling Fiction as well, as soon as I set that up. Um, so that's That'll possible. Something yeah. that you can possibly you know pitch in the future is live Rumble streams for Peddling Fiction. That'll be fun. Yeah, I wanted to do one for the State of the Union. Be be better to just uh, say my thoughts instead of having to tweet them out, but that's all right. Yeah, it's fine. We'll get it figured so, out for next time. Yeah. So I don't know. Check out the Rumble stuff. I'll link to all the important things in the description of this episode. And if you guys can do all that for us, we will be back later this week with a brand new episode for you. And until then, you know the drill. Just keep on peddling that so-called fiction. Peace. Peace.